You're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Everybody, it's Chris Denman, your favorite member of We Are Live. Don't worry about those other bums. Quick note, we've got Tom Green in the house today. Uh, it's an excellent conversation. He's at Helium Comedy Club here in St. Louis all weekend long. Can't say enough good things. Bonus, 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 thanks to Mr. Green. He actually, you'll hear us talk about it in the conversation. Recorded, he's recording a punk rock album, and he's provided us with the song. So stick around. After the uh, the podcast, we've got the whole song. Check it out. It's very cool. He recorded it at his studio in Los Angeles. Hey, and while you're hanging out, go to Presence Float Center. Use the promo code WAL. And if you haven't yet, listen to our morning show, St. Louis Live, 7 to 10 a.m. every morning on 920 a.m. here in St. Louis, Missouri. Enjoy the show. <laughs> We're live, Chris Denman. And I'm Al Callings. <laughs> Al Callings yes, today. Yes, I am. Jeff nice. Jones is sitting in <laughs> with us. Robert Kardashian. Okay. And then uh, our fourth. OJ Simpson. Yes. 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 <laughs> what up? The juices lose, everybody. Yes. It's We Are Live. Before we get into uh, asking how the murders went down with Mr. Simpson, got to tell you guys, go to Presence Float Center. Use promo code WAL. That's for We Are Live. Get 10 bucks off your float. Our man Tom Green's in studio. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to well, see you, Tom. What an amazing studio you have. Right. Well, we got this for you specifically. Yeah, it's a really nice studio. I know a little bit about recording. You do. I have a recording studio myself. Not this nice, but I do like <laughs> I record music. I like to record music. What's that, what kind of music do you record? Uh, I've been recording all sorts of different genres of music uh, this last year or so. I'm going to put out a uh, punk rock album in a few Get months. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I've just got to write it first and record it. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to literally, I'm going to go back and write it and record it uh, next month, the whole thing, and then release it on vinyl. Okay. Uh, but uh, I do, I've done a lot of different kinds of music over the years. I like making beats. I use Pro Tools. I see you're using Pro Tools right now. I was, uh, you're a hip-hop guy from the get-go. Yeah, so Whenever I, we we kind of yeah. caught wind of you around 97 yeah. where I was at in Southeast Missouri. Oh, yeah. What was the hip-hop group? Uh, Organized Rhyme, we That's were right. called. Yeah. Wow, 97. Yeah, that was before MTV. Uh, yeah. The show yeah. was, uh, we had a, a rap group in Canada. Canadian hip-hop is, uh, is big now. Now, you know it is it, it is. is Drake Drake <laughs> yes. just put everyone yeah on we the map. well we did it before Drake we we we, we, <laughs> we you know we didn't put Ottawa on the map you know but uh, Travis do you count Bieber in the Canadian hip hop genre I, I I personally would but Tom you're the Canadian would you count Bieber well I, I mean I definitely put him in the Canadian uh, you know mega mega star uh, sure. musician <laughs> genre for sure I I, uh, I, I know you I've uh, I've I met him uh, once in a recording studio in oh, Los really? Angeles, yeah. He was probably in in awe of you. Uh I wouldn't go that far. Young? I was I was more amazed to to be ha, doing a shot of tequila with the guy and and talking to him nice. like he's a normal guy and <laughs> and you know he had a basketball court in the studio and was shooting hoops and every time he'd fire a shot he'd yell Tom Green in the house and I'm like what the hell is going on here what the hell is going on Justin Bieber's I didn't even think he would really uh, I, I was inadvertently ended up in there because my friend is a, a hip hop producer and was in there recording and I went in to visit him not knowing that he would be there and uh 
and uh, you know we, we had a good time. But uh, yeah, it sounds no, like a good positive experience. So it you, was you weren't yeah. cheering loudly whenever Chris Pronger sent him up against the glass at the NHL All Star. No, game I'm not one of these people that goes around and sort of hates on uh, on successful people. Just it's a good way I, to be, you know. <laughs> You know, you, filled with envy and <laughs> jealousy because they never have to work again for the rest of their life exactly. if they choose not to. Right. <laughs> with with his, uh, if we're just talking about, Bieber, with his stardom, how do you act any differently, as I would say? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Doesn't have anything like uh, abuse on his record. Doesn't have, as far as other people, domestic, anything like that. Yeah. I think a lot of us would act out a bit like that. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be interesting uh, being at that, at that place, but, and being young like that, it's difficult when you first all of a sudden are thrust into the public spotlight, you know, and. How uh, old were you whenever MTV hit? Uh, I was, I was a little older than, certainly older than him. I was 28 years old. So, uh, and, and even that was strange, you know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I, you know, just meeting people that you are completely impressed by and, and, and in awe of, you know, I remember the first uh, show I went on in the U.S. was the Letterman, David Letterman show. Yeah. You know, I grew up idolizing David Letterman and now I'd been living in New York City for two weeks and I'm as a guest on his show and right. I was kind of just completely freaked out by the whole thing. Previously, you- like arguing with your friends in Canada over a bag of chips or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then All, dressed. Yeah. All dressed chips, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you get your sea legs? Like you you were thrown right into fire. Like I said, you had an opportunity to guest host for David Letterman at some point and a guy yep. that you obviously idolize and respect. How did you have your wits about yourself being put in the situation like that? Yeah, I mean, I was... I'd been on television shows in Canada before. Right. I'd been a guest on talk shows before. And anytime I would go on a talk show in Canada, I would always in my head sort of say, man, this must be kind of what it's like if you go on Letterman. <laughs> right. so it's sort of like a nice... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a We've dress We've done rehearsal. a local St. <laughs> yeah. Louis live show. Do you remember that, Travis? That's exactly what we were thinking as yeah. well, too. Absolutely. Next stop. Letterman. Yeah, it's kind of like a dry run for it. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so, you know, I'd, I'd been through that process, and uh, I certainly uh, was, uh, you know, uh, a nervous wreck going on I the show. Imagine. though. Yeah, and I got to host uh, <laughs> right, Letterman yeah. once, too. So, yeah. So that was pretty amazing. Who was the guest when you hosted? Uh, Scott Stevens, uh, who's a New Jersey yep. Devil. Defenseman. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, he's a character, by the way, too, if I remember right. Is yeah. He, is he kind of fun? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did a bit with him where New Jersey had just beat Ottawa in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm from Ottawa. And, uh, you know, I played hockey my whole life. So I did a bit that I sort of planned out with him where in the middle of the interview, I handed him a New Jersey jersey and uh Hey, New Jersey, Jersey, and I, I threw in a Ottawa Senators jersey, and we went out into the middle of the performance area, and uh, I gave him a stick, and I threw a puck on the ground. I said, "Now I'm going to show you how Canadians play hockey." <laughs> Try to take the puck away from me, and then he body slammed me, and I flew across the across the room and you know smashed into Paul Schaefer's organ. <laughs> how many people get to say that? And I'm not, talking, not talking about the piano either. Hey, look out! Hey now! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've uh, I've been to more of that at Helium Comedy Club yeah. all weekend long yeah, here in yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've been to Ottawa, but only briefly. And I, by by wow. Ottawa, I mean I flew to the airport, took an Uber to Canada, and then went to the rink, and then mm. went back to the airport. So did I see like the vital sites of Ottawa, or what have I no, what have I missed? Bad. Okay. Well, you would have wanted, you know, uh, you know what the capital of Canada is? Ottawa. 
Yes. Yeah. Come on. Um, okay. Boy, uh, I wish you would have got that wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, so no. Happy. I'm a hockey guy, damn it. I know what he the did. fuck's going on. So, so okay, sort of. so Jeff is uh, part of a, a media organization that's part of Bleacher Report, I believe. Uh, SB Nation. SB Nation, yeah. uh, Game Time. All, it's, it's a great hockey. We do uh, a fan-run newspaper. Yeah. We print it. We've done it for 22 years now outside of every Blues home game. We print them out. We yeah. do jokes, and we do the whole thing. We have a so. shot collar on him in case he gets too close to you. I'm so trying. Look, hockey. I'm holding There's back. This is room. all the hockey I can, like, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> squeezing it tight. Yeah. Just Sorry. don't continue. Just don't come in my duffel bag. <laughs> That's what we call a callback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, because he said you were going on a trip, right, and, and he said he wanted to come in your duffel bag. I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Yeah, yeah. kind of getting weird. Heard no, rumors I, about, I have uh, very little control over it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how he says hello. Wherever it lands, yeah. He just comes in everybody's duffel bag, so yeah. watch your bags, yeah. everybody. What were you saying, Jeff? No, just, I mean, what? so what did I, because I, I, I drove, I guess, over the canal. The canal is a big thing. Yeah, the Rideau Canal. So you went downtown then? I, I mean, I, I landed at the airport, and the taxi driver took me to the hotel that was near the rink. That's pretty much the extent of okay. my Ottawa experience. Well, it's a beautiful city. It uh, seemed nice. It was February. Okay, uh, it's very, <laughs> it's less beautiful in February. Unless you feel like I'm skating on the longest outdoor skating rink in the world, the right. Rideau Canal. Uh, but other than that, uh, winter is pretty brutal. It's the coldest national capital in the world you know you go outside uh, in february and you feel physical pain uh you know, <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up every time you go outside you feel physical pain you know? so now i live in los angeles where the pain is just emotional everywhere um, thank you thank you very much permeating um, yeah. throughout every room you walk into we can talk more about that the worst people on the planet just vampires walking around everywhere in los angeles yeah it's uh i do i think there's some of the some of the most creative and hilarious and interesting people in the world in Los Angeles sure. too, though. So you kind of have to, you you kind of have both. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I've lived there for 17 years in L.A. and uh, and you, it's kind of strange. I still drive around the city after 17 years, and I kind of think, wow, I can't believe I live in L.A. and I know my way around, and I'm used to this, but. You know, there's. I've got so many great friends there because I did a podcast and an internet TV show there. One of the first for many years. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that one of the best things about doing this is that you get to meet so many people. You know, I would invite everybody on the show basically that I wanted to talk to, and and uh, many of them actually showed up and came to my house and did the show. So I made so many friends doing uh, nice. doing the show. Yeah. It, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Back to the internet TV show. That was. I mean, that was before this podcast boom. Really, and essentially, you're doing a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. What the success from that? I mean, does it make you want to pick it back up now that everybody and their brother is doing either a podcast or some sort of media? I mean, what's how does that come back around, or does it? Did yeah. you have your time and it's done? Yeah, I had a I had a podcast I was doing last year, yeah, and I I've done them sort of sporadically off and on. I did one last year for about a year, and uh, uh, I uh, I'm not doing it currently, but I probably will start doing it again. I do like doing it, and I have a studio, like right. the, the studio where <laughs> right. I make, studio where I'm making music has a room in it with a setup similar to this, you know, with a couple microphones, and and uh, and uh, so I I probably will start doing it again. I do like doing it. I I I stopped. Uh, the last year of the podcast, which I did a couple of years ago, has ended a couple of years ago. I was just, I just decided to start taking phone calls, and that was the podcast. Yes, yes. Nice. I would just turn on the, on the like recorder that. and right. I would just take phone calls because I kind of got tired of asking people to be a guest on the show. Uh -huh. That gets old. It's it just because it's like. You know, I do stand up at the comedy store all the time, mm -hmm. or in, in a couple of the, all the clubs Improv in LA. And, you walk yeah, in, you see everybody there, and. Now everybody has a podcast, and everybody right. wants a guest you to be a guest on their podcast, 
And so it's kind of like you're always doing podcasts. And I, after doing it for five or six years, I, I started getting you know tired of like asking people all the time hey because you start realizing i'm not saying this you know i like doing podcasts and i'm, I'm obviously so, I'm you're so, so happy to be here i am so happy to be here <laughs> first of all thank you for letting people in uh, st louis know about my shows at helium Absolutely. Right? so you know you want you know i do a lot of media and a lot of radio but sometimes you know when you ask when you're asking people all the time you get people say no a lot too you know just because friends they're, as well yeah they're yeah. busy or they and so after a while you just start going like geez you know i just Tired of bothering people. It you is. Know? And you realize that maybe even if it's somebody where it's like, maybe you're asking up a little bit. Maybe you know they're busier than you. They have a better career than you. Yeah. But you realize even as a friend, the last three text messages you've sent are, hey, are you going to come on this week? And maybe that's not the best way to continue friendships and relationships too. Yeah. I feel like that. I started actually getting a sort of a weird subversive personal sort of uh, glee out of inviting people that I knew would never do the show. <laughs> so, so I started, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Because, you know, because it was just like, oh, wow, you know, like I just invited, you know. George Bush. The president. <laughs> I just invited Obama on the show. Right. Yeah. Now, I know he's not going to do it. Sure. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody walked into his office and asked him if he <laughs> wanted to do it. You know, if you were, if you and were, then he's like heard of the show. I was like, you know? oh yeah, of so that's pretty cool. If, if you, you were know? into cats and did it in your garage, maybe yeah. he would have. Yeah, yeah, maybe exactly. he would have. <laughs> I believe I heard you. Was it on Marin's podcast yeah. or Greg Fitzsimmons? Or I can't remember. It was Mar I did Marin's. I did Greg. I did both those shows. Great, yeah. great, yeah. great, talented dudes. Do you personally listen to to that kind of media? Or that's something I get to. Even though we're on air all the time, I'll still sneak in. I don't. I listen to Corolla or uh, or Marin or Joe Rogan or yeah. any of these guys that have. I listen sometimes. I don't listen uh, regularly. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I I, I checked out uh, a, a bunch of those shows just to kind of see what they're doing. Yeah. I um, and uh, you know I'm fans of theirs, so uh, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I might start listening to them more. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, because no, like it's 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 a strange thing, but as. As technically savvy as I am with, you know, really complex stuff, right. like, you know, like hooking up, uh, you know, a uh, vintage compressor to, right. uh, to an old microphone and Check running that, it into Travis, Pro Tools. Check that off. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to ask about the vintage compressor I, I just later. got I just got my new LA-2A compressor <laughs> recently that I'm, 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 ru I'm running a... You know, uh, Engineer an, an Rich API, is up. <laughs> an API thirty one twenty four preamp into an LA two A mm. with my Neumann microphone, and I'm, I'm very <laughs> that could all be made up, and we would have no yeah. idea. Well, nice, like, yeah, that sounds Rich smart. Call him it's on a it. nice mic chain. It's a nice mic chain. It's, it's, it sounds nice, you know. And so I can hook all that stuff and figure that out. And it takes me a long time to figure it out. But like, I I I didn't realize that I had a CD player in my car for five years. <laughs> Because there was a button on the navigation system and the and the screen lifted and it up, comes out. And the CD right. was behind it. Oh. I remember getting the. I, I have a 2009 Dodge Challenger. This okay. is my car, and uh, so I, I got it in 2009. I, I remember sitting down in the car and thinking. Oh wow! This is the first car I've ever had that doesn't have a CD player or a cassette deck in it. <laughs> well, that's, that's the future. It was, it was a USB now. chip. I go, oh wow! This must be the new way of doing it. So I started loading my music in the USB and listening to Sirius. <laughs> and so, true story. I'm I'm friend. I'm very good friends with Andrew Dice Clay. Sure. Um, nice. And we 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 become very good friends through my internet show. That's yes. how we became friends. He came up and did the show all the time. Now we're buddies and. 
was hanging out at his house on you know Thanksgiving a dinner at his house actually wow. and uh, we were talking we were talking about our cars because he has a Dodge Challenger too mm-hmm. and I just said you know the only thing that's oh he gave me his son's uh, CD for there he's got right. they've got a great band uh, called Still Rebel and uh, they're incredible like Guns N' Roses style like oh, as wow. featured on Entourage if I remember yeah, correctly yeah absolutely yes. they're an amazing band and uh, he gave me their CD. And I said, oh, man, I can't li- wish I could listen to this in my car. I don't have a CD player in the car. He said, you got a CD player in the car, Tommy. <laughs> hey, come on outside. I'll show you your CD player. And you're going to eat shows. I mean, I've I had this car for 10 years. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, you know, forget why I was talking about that. No, it's a, it's a good technology. Uh, yeah, you'll yeah. get there. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're working yeah. on yeah. it. <laughs> How do you, I, I feel like when uh, you were obviously a part of, I guess if you want to call it the golden age of MTV, but do you ever look back on your time, your show on MTV, and ask yourself, wow, I can't believe I got away with that, or wow, I can't believe we did that. How do you look back on your time uh, on your show on MTV? I definitely sometimes (laughs) look at some of the videos from those days and and, and scratch my head and think, wow, I can't believe that that we did that. Chris, which one in particular what we were just looking at? Okay, and this is always strange because we're in a business where we get to talk to people that maybe we've idolized or that we truly love their creative spots. I'm putting the Samsey in my top (laughs) sketches personally of all time. I just remember thinking like... The Samsey. That is... so, yes, yes, the SAMC yeah, is the, what the Space Age Mobile Smokers <laughs> Environment. Nice, yeah. I got this, Tom. Thank you. No, <laughs> I would put I, that. I know your material. <laughs> yeah. No, I put it up. It, it was at the time. I don't know what hit, and then I rewatched it recently, and I was like, no, 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 that's still very clever and very funny. Yeah. And I did notice. I, I did have some questions. Um, so the SAMC, we build a a plexiglass box on wheels <laughs> that I was inside. Quite un. Space age and, like. Yeah, yeah, very uh, rudimentary <laughs> carpentry. And uh, I walked inside this not quite airtight sealed box. Uh, into restaurants and uh, and uh, and uh, public places and smoked cigarettes and stuff. <laughs> Till they said you can't smoke inside. I know I'm allowed to smoke inside. I'm in my Sam seat. <laughs> it's a space age mobile smokers environment. And and the graphics really sell at home. Very again rudimentary graphics saying it's a space age yeah. mobile smokers environment. Yeah, and yeah. continuing to go through that. I still, I just died laughing watching yeah. it recently. Still, yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, was that I, in I, New York? I, yeah, I was in New York. Yeah. yeah, I've looked at a lot of the older clips lately because we just re, I just reposted a lot of stuff on TomGreen.com yeah. on my website. Yeah. So just re relaunched uh, TomGreen.com for mobile. So uh, go uh, check it out <laughs> on your cellular telephone. We can do that. And uh, lots of lots of uh, lots of the old videos on there. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I th- I do think that. Do you do you, yeah. the do you uh, is anything cringeworthy to you? When I because I most I, of it, yeah. <laughs> is it? I mean, is it akin to to your stand up sets now, where you're like that material's three years old? I no, don't even no, no. To I, it I, 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 I really laugh when I look at the old stuff and cringe. But I mean, that was the goal, right? We were trying right, yeah, to absolutely. make, make cringe cr- cringe worthy cringe inducing moments, right? Um, so you know, uh, I uh, you know, I. Um, 
No, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm proud of what we accomplished actually back then because we did we did set out to do something that we did not see on television. <laughs> we did not, and uh, no. we did. And I would it. even argue we haven't seen anything yeah. really close to it since. I, I really would, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah, some of the some of the places we took it certainly yes. were a little weirder. But just even technically, there was nothing like that on TV then, and now it's sort of YouTube and everything is. And it's it's interesting to me to see how how far that sort of genre has has gone. So so uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Do you, do you think you could pitch something similar to that? Do you think anyone could pitch something like your show today? Well, today, yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of shows like that on TV now, you know? Like, there's okay. joke, shows like, you know, Impractical Jokers, right. and mm-hmm. there was Jackass, and there's been all sorts of shows like that. So, but... Um, yeah, I mean the way the way we got the show on the air wasn't really necessarily through pitching it. I mean, we did have to I did have to pitch it at one point, but but really, you know, it was kind of similar what ha- you have with YouTube before YouTube. We just went and made the show and right. put it on TV and it got picked up. Like yeah, I was going to say a lot of your stuff from Canadian Access Television was reused yeah. for the Tom Green show. Yeah, yeah, like more than half of it was was, was had already been done, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. With the early days of MTV, they essentially had you by the short hairs too. Imagine those contracts weren't the best as far as throughout your career because it's. I think they're notorious, and maybe I just listened to too many people who started on MTV at that time, but hearing about some of those contract deals and then what they would re-up, I just heard Steve-O talking about, we had Steve-O on, what was it, like last year, talking about how he was like, he just signed a thing because he saw a thing that said $6,000 and thought that was a lot of money, yeah, yeah. and then you compare it to, what was your experience like dealing with that? Well, I have no complaints. I mean, I was very fortunate. Uh, how much money are you worth right now? <laughs> yeah, we got to know. Um, you know... MTV gave me such a huge platform for yep. the show and uh, and 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 broadcast me all over the world. So, you know, to this day, I'm still uh, you know you know benefiting from that. I just just got back from touring Europe and the United Kingdom. I was in Israel, and people know me from the MTV show over there. So, and uh, you know, I kind of I had a, a unique experience, I think. You know, and uh, I got I I think you know a certain amount of luck. I think factors in for sure. I mean, I. I, uh, you know, I, I was able to make a lot of a bunch of movies, and that yeah. was outside of the MTV contract. Yeah. So, although uh, you know, I didn't make a lot of money off of MTV itself. I, I did well with the films, and uh, and I wouldn't have gotten the films if it wasn't for MTV. So I got no complaints. Yeah, that's a very good way to look at it, as yeah. far as the platform and everything else. It's interesting, like when you when you start when you really are when you're a stand-up comedian, and that's that's really my main thing right now. Yeah. As, as for the last almost 10 years I've been touring as a stand-up comedian I don't even look at television anymore as uh, I, I look at it as a promotional mechanism you know right. you want to go it's nice to have a TV show on the air just so people you know See know you. that you're performing at Helium right. in, in, in St. Louis this week <laughs> right <laughs> you know? yeah. one show tonight two yeah. tomorrow two yeah. Saturday you yeah. guys can get tickets online at heliumcomedyscl.com yeah, absolutely yeah, just gotta work those in yeah. how was your experience in Europe it's I heard great. it's unbelievable yeah, yeah, I had an amazing tour there, um, and, uh, you know, I, I just uh, toured Ireland, uh, England, and I was in Tel Aviv, Israel, performed there for the first time. Uh, was, uh, you know, it's it's weird when you're doing a show in Israel. I've never been to Israel before. I had a show in Israel, and so I went in a week earlier uh, than the show, 
And, uh, you know, one day it's like, oh, let's rent a car and uh, drive over to uh, Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Let's go go to the spot where they crucified Jesus. Sure. (laughs) And take a photo of it and put it on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, and then then let's go to Bethlehem and take a picture in the manger where the three wise men came. Put a picture of it on Instagram. The birthplace of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so you're here. Uh, you know, here's a photo. I'm here at the birthplace of Jesus Christ. And um, and then you start getting all of these, you know, angry, trolling atheists. Yes. Right? Oh, okay. wow. oh, yeah, why don't you go take a picture of Santa Claus next, right? <laughs> and so now I'm like a person who's, I don't consider myself to be atheist, certainly. I, I know, but I'm also maybe not the m- most religious person in the world, but I also am not the least religious person in the world. I'm a spiritual person, and I was certainly, uh, you know, made the effort to uh, drive over to uh, Bethlehem to see the birthplace of Jesus at the Church right. of the Nativity. It was a pretty incredible experience. The church was built in the year 363. Now, 363 years after Jesus, uh, they built the church to hide where the manger was in this sort of network of caves and stuff underground so they'd hide it from you know marauding armies of uh, Ottomans and yes. Romans and Turks and things like this so, so um anyways uh it was uh it was a pretty um amazing experience and uh, I I got kind of angry I was I found myself getting angry at these these online trolls right. who were you know taking the fun out of my religious pilgrimage right. to the birthplace of Jesus, right. you know? So I started taking pictures of every religious thing that I could find, you know? <laughs> just completely getting really into it. And then they were getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Tom's like, you silly bitches, I've been doing yeah. this since 93. Yeah, yeah. Man, and, and just the racism here. and the horrible, wow. the horrible racism and anti- I mean, anti-everything coming out of people. I don't even like to talk about how horrible the internet can be. You know, you can just troll people into this sort of, you can easily toy with people. So that was that was it was interesting. My trip to Israel, I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's weird when you're walking down the street of uh, there's a city on the outskirts of Tel Aviv called Jaffa, which has been there since uh, 7500 BC. Mm. You know, there's been people living there. <laughs> yes, like uh, it's referenced in Greek mythology. You know, Perseus uh, killed. Uh, the, the kraken, the sea monster. That's where he was at. In Jaffa. Noah's son. Noah's son, you know, the guy with the, the boat. A very built, nice boat. Built. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the, was one of the early people who was involved in building Jaffa, right? So, so you're walking around and you're thinking, wow, you know, I feel like really meaningless and insignificant right now. It, it, it does change your worldview a bit when you come back from walking around, you know, you know, places like that are that old. In human you know, history, It just yeah. makes you realize how how, how quick, uh, you know, our lives are and how short. Much. So it makes you kind of feel, it's a very positive experience. You know, you feel like, okay, let's, let's have fun today because you know what? We're basically dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're talking in it, yes, yeah. absolutely. So how did you do that night? Uh, at the show? Yeah. Oh, it was great, yeah. yeah. The audiences are great. Uh, Probably the energy that you feel from like, hey, yeah. I have no yeah. control over this situation. Yeah. The audiences are great. And the, the further you travel, the more appreciative people are. I mean, they're always, but you know, like, I mean, we're used to in America having comedians and people. Walk we know down the from, street outside of the comedy store, yeah. you will see 10 of your favorite comedians slash yeah. people who have been in movies. Yeah, we're used to seeing that. But if you're, if you're overseas and people come all the way over to come perform, you have great crowds. 
Yeah, it's a way to be, man. So yeah. when 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 you're performing in a place like that where there's sort of politics in the air, do you take a moment to like look at your material, right, and consider if there's anything that you want to alter, or are you comfortable enough to just go with it? Uh, yeah, you. I mean, I um, I I I have this sort of uh, sort of idea that I I'm trying to make everybody at my shows have a good time. Course. I want people to have a, a, a lot of fun. <laughs> right. Because you want to talk about politics in the air. I mean, there's politics in the air in America sure. more than Absolutely. anywhere in the world right now. Because, well, you know, it's it's very divided here right now. You and Dice were on a season of The Apprentice yeah, together. I, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. the president of the United States personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Donald Trump uh, was my old boss. He fired me because I went out drinking with Dennis Rodman. Um, <laughs> there's worse reasons Collu- to be fired. Well, colluding yeah. with a North Korean ambassador. Yeah. You can't yeah. blame him. Absolutely. Story as old as time, Chris, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Getting fired by the president of the state because you went out drinking with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I'll say like pre-election, like when 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 Trump was running for president, but yes. before he won, right? And before I, you know, before he was actually the president, I was quite critical of him as a candidate. Uh, you know, I'll I'll be honest about that because I just I wasn't, you know, I wasn't personally, you know, uh, enthralled with some of the rhetoric that he used in the campaign. I didn't I didn't like the the way he ran the campaign, so. So I spoke out against it, and uh, you know, had a lot of backlash. I was going to be curious. How did your audience respond? A lot to that? of backlash on Facebook, less mm. backlash on Twitter. But you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that That's is. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know why that is. But uh, you know, it, it was interesting though. But um, and it, you know, but then when he became the president, and as a Canadian, you know, I, I'm not American. You know, I can't even right. vote here. You know, it's not my problem. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things get real bad down here, you know. I'll just I'll move, I'm moving back to Ottawa. We're building a wall. <laughs> Gonna make Donald Trump pay for it. <laughs> I like the I like the way you think. What a unique experience and career that you have had. Do you see anything going for? Are you going to keep pushing forward uh, with stand up? Are you wanting to get get back into movies of any kind? If you're on a ten year streak of kicking ass, headlining around the country. Look, you're going to going to Hawaii soon. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. saw that. Who else is on that show? Is that a unique thing, or is that Tom Green goes to Hawaii? Yeah, I'm just performing a comedy club in Hawaii. Smartest club, man like, on the called planet. The Blue Note Comedy Club. And, uh, <laughs> That's a yeah, way to be. Yeah, I don't know of a better way to to push forward. Right. I've seen You've, the world. I've seen places I'd never thought I'd go. I went to Iraq. I went perform for the military in in, in Baghdad. Wow. Very. Nice. I went to uh, Afghanistan. Uh, performed uh, for the Taliban over there. Of course. Uh, <laughs> No, it was a U.S. A military show as well, and Canadian military show. Actually, we've we've got an army. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a captain in the army. Actually, was he really Canadian army? Yeah, he looked after the tank. Yeah. 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 It was a Volkswagen Beetle with a shotgun welded to the roof. Yeah. But is, is there like is there a red Mountie jacket in your parents' house somewhere? Yeah, like, oh absolutely. man. Well, those are police. Those aren't yeah, army. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. those are police. My dad was uh, was army. Okay, tank, <laughs> a tank commander. Yeah. And my Canada knowledge. Yeah. We we saw the. I mean, it's been a little. while while now involving your parents in your show mm-hmm. at as far as antics or I guess just your creative endeavors what was it like dealing with somebody who is a, probably a very strict person I assume yeah dealing with a Canadian military man and doing what you're best at which is stirring shit up I mean or, or doing something funny and creative I think a lot of uh, my father's strict very strict authoritarian you know, upbringing that I had that he that he that he, you know he was always very concerned that I had a job I needed a job right. I was a skateboarder I wanted to go skateboard yeah. summer holidays would come I would go skateboard all day 
No, you're not going to go skateboard all day. You're going to get a job. <laughs> you're going right. to wake me up at 6 o'clock in the morning. too damn tall to be skateboarding, yeah, Tom. Yeah, wake me up at 6 in the morning, yeah. And, uh, you know, so uh, I think that inspired a lot of the pranks. You know, it was payback time. You know, I had a video camera. I was going to go mess with <laughs> he him. Said it was payback yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. But I think he, he, he liked, they liked the show, even though they were annoyed uh, with some of the, you know, the degree that we took the pranks. They did like the show. And, and when the show got picked up, uh, you know, uh, by MTV, and and all of a sudden, you know, things were going well for for uh, for me with that. They were they were very happy about it. So yeah. very nice. Before we we'll sorry, go no, ahead, I was going to say yeah. Before we get you out of here, I, I'm curious in that regard because uh, the origins of your comedy. You you mentioned how David Letterman played a, a big role and it was an inspiration to you. Who else in your life inspired you as far as when it comes to you developing some of your material, your creative routines, the sketches that we used to see? Who yeah. who was in your muse? I guess to say. Uh, man, like Monty Python was one of the first mm. times I remember like laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, it was when I was watching Monty Python's Meaning of Life and uh, they came to uh, take the li the liver donors. Uh, they came to take the liver. You know, we, you have a liver donors card. We're here to take your liver. Yes. But I'm still using it. <laughs> I remember that. But I remember that line. But I'm still using it. Just killed me so badly, I could not stop laughing. And and then I was something about just the sheer grotesque. You know, you know, real guts and right. blood and. You know, so that was just something that was very exciting. And that was on TV all the time. Growing up in Canada is different than growing up in the USA. You know, we didn't have MTV. We didn't have this. We had a lot of stuff on TV in Canada that, you know, is just really out there right. stuff. You know, like, you know. Funded it, and, and made available by the government, correct? Some of it, like Kids in the Hall, right. was was on, on the CBC. And that, that show gets really out there, like too, yes. too strange yes. for mainstream <laughs> network <laughs> yeah, American absolutely. TV. I know it aired on, in America, but but it would never have, I don't think something like that would have aired on a network in America. Right. So, uh, you know, and uh, then, you know, uh, lots of stand-up. I was started doing stand-up 30 years ago. I was say, were you at 13, 14? Uh, I was, I just turned 46. So, oh, uh, yeah. so I was like 16, 15, 16 years old when I started doing, so I turned 46 on Sunday. Wow. Thank you. Travis, keep your, uh, yeah. keep your hat on. But yeah. That's a good head of hair. Yeah. Right there. yeah. 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 Sorry, no, I mean, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, no, or maybe you're just bad at math. Is that I'm a, terrible <laughs> at math. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I started when I was a kid, you know, so I was a teenager, I was in high school, I started doing stand-up, and I was a fan, I, I went down to watch uh, Norm MacDonald. Oh, nice. One of the best. Uh, Harlan yeah. Williams, who are wow. my, two, uh, my two, two of my favorites, and, uh, and so stand-up was a big thing for me as a kid, and... I mean, I was just, uh, I liked being a goofy, goof, goofy kid at school. So right. then I started thinking, geez, how could I, you know. How do I get paid to do yeah, what I like? How could I do this? <laughs> I, I started thinking about pretty early, like, how could I be right. a comedian, you know? So. Oh, it makes sense. It's same question, I guess. Uh, you're mentioning a punk rock album. I assume you're being serious about recording that. Who influenced you music-wise? Uh, well, I mean, I always listened to a lot of rap music growing up. It was, uh, you know, as a skateboarder, I would listen to some. Some I was listening to punk rock music, but I was mostly listening to hip hop music. Sure, when I was in high school and stuff. Uh, so it was like, but groups like Tribe Called Quest and Public Enemy and Run DMC and the Beastie Boys and De La Soul and Gangstar and and you know Very like nice. that. And then I'm you know listening to you know. Been getting into some punk rock again, though, this year, the stuff that I'd never really heard before. Older stuff? Yeah, I, got, I just got back into, uh, you know, I got a, a, I set up a really good turntable with really old school, you know, yes. vinyl playing set up in my living room. And I've been going out to 
just 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 starting to get back into listening to some music I never really knew, like groups like the Angry Samoans, okay, <laughs> and uh, the Spits, and GBH, and uh, Sex Pistols, which I always listen to the Sex Pistols. I used to listen to a lot of groups like that, and Agent Orange, and skate punk bands like that. So okay, yeah, I was gonna so. say like Anti Flag back in the day was uh, whenever I was I graduated high school in two thousand two. I'm trying to think uh, Dead Kennedys bands yeah. kind of uh, along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's timely right now. I mean, there's a lot to be kind of uh, screaming about. Shouting so. your fist about. Yeah. 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 Even if, have you heard of a band called the Men Singers? Mm, no. Bit of a throwback, yeah. they're, but they're a newer band. You might yeah. want to check them out. Is, is there any yeah. uh, uh, punk rock bands or even rappers you would love to perform with? You got a chance to perform with some rappers back in the days. Anyone today yeah. that you would be interested in performing with? Yeah, yeah. Well, Green yeah, in I, the house. When I did my podcast or my web show, I I, uh, I, I, I rapped with Flavor Flav. Right. I surprised him <laughs> and I did Bring the Noise. You know, so he was just sitting there and I was like, Bass, hello, can you go? I just did the Chuck D part. You know? He was like, yeah, boy. So, uh, you know, I, I was like, just literally did the whole uh, the whole song with them, and then I, I rapped with Too Short, or I rapped Too Too Short. Uh, I rapped with Exhibit once on yep, my show. Yeah, sure did. Um, <laughs> I rapped with uh, Star of the Sprite uh, Liquid Mix Tour in yeah. uh, 2002. Exhibit. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I attended. That I was cool. It was fun. That video kind of went viral for a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, uh, like that one. Um, yeah, Jurassic Five. I rap with them, so no, it was it was cool. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to maybe collaborate with some of my favorite rappers and do a some sort of a a duets. <laughs> I think I think you should. Yeah. And then we'll get you out of here after you ask. What the hell were you doing in Farmington, Missouri, a month or two ago? Oh yeah, yeah. That's my hometown. Yeah, obviously, yeah. an hour south of here. Yeah. You and Bear Grylls. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Les, I messed Les up. Stroud, Les Stroud, Les Stroud. the real. Yeah. Yeah. The Les real, Stroud's the, the real. The originator. Dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The Canadian survivor man. So yeah. okay, so that popped up on a personal Facebook feed of my. I'm from mm. that town. Yeah. Obviously, there's not that many people there. What in the hell is going on filming? So there's an independent movie that I've been shooting over the last couple of years, actually. So I've been up in Missouri a few times this last couple of years. It's Interesting. Called, it's, wow. called, it's called Interview a Monster, and it's a, a Sasquatch is involved. And, uh, Very I, nice. I, I, so I, I, we were shooting it in Cape Girardeau, actually. Is that right? So, okay. Yeah, so I've been spent quite a bit of time. Uh, like, you know, like I've been up to Cape Girardeau like three or four times in the last two years. <laughs> Hanging out that's with the awesome. SEMO kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah. Gone Girl filmed there yeah, as that's well. Right. Yeah, we yeah. actually had uh, Ben Affleck's body double for that movie. He's making a, a horror film uh, called Float Trip, but he was he spent a lot of time down there. And I love thinking about the town of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, seeing Tom Green walk through like randomly. Yeah. People kind of like double taking, but not being confident enough to be like, that's Tom Green. Yeah, it's a great uh, town. I love it. I love being here in, in that's Missouri. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. I saw that pop up. And you did something at a junior college or something that uh, some people were talking about. Was the location because you like Missouri? Is there a production element to why uh, the, the, you no, came the here? No, the producers and directors are all from Cape Girardeau. Nice. They wrote the movie there, and so I'm just I'm, I'm shooting it. At the, I'm shooting for it them. with them. Yeah, it's really cool and uh, super fun. And I yeah, I love being in Missouri. First of all, I'm a you know a, I I uh, you know I mean uh, I'm a pretty big fan of Mark Twain, you know, I've yeah. read, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 to the point that when I was, uh, my early twenties, um, I guess probably was around 1993, I would say mm -hmm. we planned for a year. We were going to we were going to drive down to, uh, to St. Louis. Oh, to St. Louis. We were going to go Hannibal. Yeah. We were going to build a raft 
and my friend and I, and we were going to raft. This was before I'm the show. I'm trying not to just lose my shit. And we were right going to raft. Amazing. We were going to raft down the Mississippi River, knowing nothing about it, you know. And then, uh, then, then I read Life in the Mississippi, and I realized that would probably be a deadly uh, proposition. Uh, but we we were still going to do it. But well, then it was the year, one of the years that the Mississippi really flooded badly. '93. Yeah. It, yep. it was that actual the year. The Great flood of '93. Like literally, yeah. we were in yeah. elementary school. He's thinking, like, is it going to come to Farmington yeah. or? Yeah. Than yeah. that area. So that actually is a probably that flood. You know, you know, I know it was a horrible thing, but it probably saved my life because oh. uh, it was the <laughs> reason why we didn't go build a raft <laughs> and, and raft down the Mississippi River. So instead, we jumped on a freight train and and uh, got lost in northern Canada. <laughs> Speaking of punk rock, yeah. Yeah. jeez, yeah. man. If, if you want the experience, I believe you can still take the uh, the Becky Thatcher fan boat. We'll do a nice forty five minute tour up there and down the yeah. Mississippi. Tom, yeah. we'd yeah. like to extend the olive branch. We would like to take you on a tour of the Mississippi. Mississippi River oh, later. That'd so be nice. It's out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before okay. your show <laughs> at, at Helium Comedy Club, yeah. go see him. Check out TomGreen.com. Anything else we need to look out for? The the interview a monster. Yeah. When's that coming Watch out? Watch for that. I think it'll be coming out this year sometime. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's really uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a quirky a little movie. I wouldn't have and, expected quirky from you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's uh, the director's name is uh, Thomas Smogula. He's from from Smogula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's uh, and uh, he he's put the whole thing together, and so it's it's really so his it's his uh, it's his. Uh, is opus and his brainchild here. Nice. I'm just I'm just acting in it and having That's a good fantastic. time. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. do me a favor. The next time you're in LA and you see my podcast partner for National Bag Radio, Mr. Ian Bag, yeah. he's such a piece of shit as yeah. far as uh, self confidence goes or anything like. <laughs> Will you just hug him and say, oh, yeah. "We are officially friends." Ian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He was he was so unconfident. He's like, "Tom's great. Love him. He's awesome." We were talking about this last episode. Oh yeah. Where he was like, "I always know to say hi. I don't know if Tom likes me as much as I whatever." I think it's probably. I think that's something that happens with like every comedian because, yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll text him. I'll text him when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. He said, "Be sure you tell him I said hi." I was like, yeah. well, I'll say hi to your estranged we, friend. Tom. Yeah, because we were, you know, like we're saying. I was saying, you know, in the hallway before we we went on the air, like, uh, you know. We're always touring, so you know we both live in LA. We're rarely in LA at the same time, and right. so it's like, oh, let's come over for dinner sometime. Okay, sure, and then you're never there, and then it never happens. But, but uh, I get nervous too when I meet people that I like. That I personally, I get nervous when I meet people that I know or that I'm a fan of, and so do then you, you choke up at all? Yeah, I this guy won't it, shut. Then up. you end up standing there and you don't say anything because you don't want to yeah. say anything stupid, yeah. and then you say nothing, and then the person yep. probably walks away and goes, "Oh, is that person not like me or something?" Yeah. Like yes. Really, I was just a nervous, social anxiety-filled. <laughs> I'm wreck. glad Tom you, gets you it. Do. So this guy will do I, it. He will yap at I anyone, will, yell all the time, have a blast. The most la can't keep him quiet in a department store. He's got to let everybody know what's going all the time. Times. There's been a few times with famous people as on their level on their shows. He's completely choked up, and it's yeah. hilarious to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a thing. I freak out. So I don't know why. It's I'm, a weird I'm like you. Yeah, I don't. I do the same thing. I did it with. I met Joe Buck. I'm a huge fan of his, and yeah. I completely froze. Like yeah. I couldn't think of words. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you interview people for a living. Like, Travis. I, it's Joe, Joe Buck. He just called the Super Bowl in the World Series the last decade. I yeah. don't know what to do. Uh. It's a weird. It's a weird. Uh, thing that happens I know I mean and it doesn't ever get any easier either because you know I did my podcast for years and and my web web show for years and I think that might be actually part of the reason why I stopped doing it too I just got tired of the anxiety, anxiety of it. it's yeah. like oh, oh Val Kilmer's coming 
Oh, oh my God! Like, oh, what am I gonna say? You know, this is I'm I, Val Kilmer's awesome. Now, oh, now he's gonna come sit in my living room for an hour. Oh my God, I'm nervous. You know, and then you're anxious about it for yes. a week leading up to it. You know, Dan Rather. You got to interview Dan Rather for an hour. You know? Oh my God! Oh, Holy goodness. shit! You, you mentioned Harlan Williams. He's one of those people where I would I think. Norm's been through. We were supposed to have him on a few times. I would, I could be fine with him. People like yourself, people like Harlan Williams. There is that factor where I'm like, "Hey, man, this is a really sweet movie. I loved you know, what." There is that weird notion that you have where it's like, "Let's not be too big of a dickhead fanboy." At the same time, you really want to tell him you did this great, funny thing. Yeah, that can be hard to communicate. I'll give you yeah. guys that. I think people like it when they when they're when you compliment them on their work, though. Yes, yeah, I think they do. I mean, do you, have we complimented you enough today? Not nearly enough. No. I agree. <laughs> no, no, it's been great. Thank you. <laughs> Look at it, handsome devil Tom Green. See him at Helium Comedy Club. Hopefully, you'll compliment him more than we did. Tom, no. thanks so much. No, man. it was awesome. Thank you, so thank much, you. Great, great, great show, guys. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you. Appreciate we'll, it. We'll see you guys. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I just tagged him in a video. Yeah. I'm on so. Twitter. Tom Green live on Twitter and Tom Green on Instagram. Uh, and uh, also go to my website and uh, leave a comment, and I will. Uh, I will read your comments. Oh, Thank nice. you. That's right. Tom Green on We Are Live. Check out WeAreLiveRadio.com for past interviews. And go see Tom at Helium all weekend long. And if you're in another city where Tom's coming through, support him. He's been an absolute delight today. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time. If you're a truth teller, expect alienation Phantoms in our minds ablaze Telling people they are wrong can be so dangerous No justice in the world, no one to blame Live with dignity in this absurdity Live with dignity Try to fool me with your modesty, demagoguery Live with dignity I can't take all this repetition Just eat, drink, fuck shit, piss away the day They tell me true love is admiration Don't make me admire your selfish ways Live with dignity in this absurdity Live with dignity Don't try to fool me with your modesty, demagoguery Live with dignity Absurdity 
Bless your modesty, demagoguery You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.